Hello and welcome to the Carpetrage Podcast, episode 231. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello. That's me, and you heard my sniffle. You, my, my that was the first thing they heard, actually. The very first thing was just me sniffling because of my allergies. The beautiful hiatus special. And then we're also joined by Jana. Hello. Hello. Welcome back, everyone. Um, this is a interim hiatus special just to keep your gums flapping and savoring of the carpetrage. It's still probably going to be a couple of weeks before we're back to regular service. The construction in the studio area has been an absolute bane of my existence the last couple of months, but... Like I said, we're dropping one just to, well, keep us sane, keep us in the groove, um, and keep you happy. So, moving right into the beginning portion of the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash garbage On that lovely fine-crafted webpage, you will find two open-ended levels of support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash garbage Now, Brian is showing me a picture of... A horse that has fallen into a hole with a caption that says Joe Rogan has fallen into a hole. Oh, no. <laughs> and on that note, we are drinking a beer, which is quite good. Yeah, it's actually, I would probably say, a perfect beer. I call it Ham's Ultra. It's uh, really, it's called a, a Able Brewing Old Trusty Beer. And it's, Ultra Ham's, that's what it is. Yeah, it's an Ultra Ham's. It it's, has, it, like, the... Your dad's beer had like that goldish top. Yeah. Yeah, this has that same goldish top. It's so, a tall boy. I feel good what, about what it. What it is, is it's a craft brewery that's making a ham style beer, like a drinking beer. There's no part of that sentence I didn't like. Yeah, I know. It's great. And it's, yeah, it's wonderful. It's like, think of all the things you love about like your like sub Budweiser brands. Mm-hmm. So like hams, old style boxer, those things, like what you actually like about those versus, yeah. and then like what you dislike has just been removed. So you get that kind of like light, sort of just drinkable summer flavor, but... It's got a very know, creamy carbonation to it, it. It doesn't hurt your kidneys. I don't feel like I'm going to get gut rot from this. Yeah, it, you don't like immediately have like lactic acid build up in your <laughs> mouth if like you've been chewing all day. Wow, my mouth must have been exercising regularly today because of all that lactic it doesn't, acid. It doesn't, it doesn't give me the weird stuff, but it tastes, tastes delicious. So yeah, yeah no, it's, it's very good. good. Thank you for bringing this in food. I just have Dr. Pepper as usual. Yep. Well, normally I'm drinking coffee. How many spices are in it? Uh, 23. You're uh, a pepper. I, uh, yeah, normally we record on Saturdays at noon, and it is a Monday at 7.26pm, so it's a little bit off of our regular schedule here. Yes, I mostly would because have, of the dishwasher. I would have stopped True. at my favorite drive through Starbucks, but instead of leaving at 5, like I was supposed to, I left at 5.30, because my brain got, no, I left at 5.30. Um, and my brain, because my, he told me it was going to take 30 minutes to drive, Mm -hmm. and that I should leave at 5, and my brain went, ah, 5.30, you can keep watching Team Wolf. I heard 5 and 30, we're going to push those together and everything will be good. Yep, it was like, you can can finish this episode of Team Wolf, it'll be fine, and then I saw the text as I was leaving, I go, oh, I won't stop at Starbucks then. Nope. Nope. That and down. <laughs> but we're all here now, and uh, we'll lay down an episode for your general entertainment and consumption. So, moving right into topics, I've got the first one, and this is something I think I keyed into the episode probably like three weeks ago, but I'm actually kind of excited to discuss it. So, you've probably watched Top Gear Grand Tour before, and they reference that car is such a Q ship, as mm-hmm. in it's like that's a sleeper car. I've never heard that. Term. Really? 
Because instead of saying Z's in England, they say Q's for like sleeping, I think. Could be. It actually, the this term isn't, um, uh, it doesn't stem from that, but that is also correct and probably not far off. Uh, because they pronounce Z's as Z over there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it, the the term Q ship or Q car, which yeah. means sleeper car in Britain or the UK, which isn't the UK anymore because of Brexit. I see what you mean here, dummies. Okay. So I've been reading <laughs> I gotcha. It was actually uh, it came from World War II, where they were having uh, merchant ships get sunk an awful lot because, yeah. of course, there's a couple of very large global shipping routes around the Britain, um, and their uh, their army ships were actually being disguised as, like, a merchant-type vessel with very heavy artillery, like, behind, basically, cannon lights, like an old-timey, <laughs> broadside wooden ship. And, and those were called Q-ships, because they were, they were very stealthy, and uh, they packed a lot of punch, even though they looked like something you wouldn't necessarily get shot at by, by an enemy. So That's hilarious. I had no idea where the reference came from. I think I was watching an old compilation of Top Gear episodes on YouTube, and I'm like, I'm going to figure out where this comes from. And I found this, I don't even want to plug the drive because their website is cancer, but like it's actually a reasonable little write-up of Q-Ship, and it's got some good photography in it too. And they bring up the old Q-45. Oh yeah, and that was actually where the name the Q came from. Uh, well, it, it's a happy accident. Huh. Q-Ship was actually a term used back in like the 40s and 50s, but it was like added later, it was like retro-nimed into cars, and yeah. <laughs> Anyway. No, I mean, it was, um, that was actually, the, it says later on in the article that they actually attributed part of the Q designation to Q-ship. Huh. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. Well, Infin- no, infinity that. drawing from Yeah, yep. I yep. love that. Yep. That's, yeah. super, that's super interesting. That's, also. And that is absolutely a Q-car. <laughs> that ridiculous paint job on that boat mm-hmm. is called Dazzle Camouflage. Excellent. It, it's like urban camo mixed with. It's giant zebra uh, urban camo. Cubist. So. Yeah, but well, what, it, what it does is it's mm-hmm. so bright and distracting when you have a periscope and you're going around. It actually blends in with the glisten of the ocean. I believe that. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. if you're just scanning the horizon, you won't see it unless it's like on top of you. Same thing with the Q45. Going exactly. down the highway. Yeah. It's, it's like Was cam- that a Q? I don't know. It's like camera flash. Oh, God. This does. <laughs> worth noting, neither the ship nor the Infinity Q45 have the Camry dent. No, it didn't. Um, well... I want to talk about a uh, Subaru that sold well. Uh, when it was is used. It, oh, it's it, a used Subaru. It's all, it's all impressive. Yeah. Okay. It's I was going to say, is it an XV Crosstrek? No, it sold very well. Uh, it sold for a lot more than you would expect a similarly priced car I'm to sell for. <clears throat> okay, well, it was not It was owned by somebody. Yes, it was <laughs> a barn find. Uh, what was a Colin McRae rally car. <laughs> I'm happy to say that haven't uh, we've seen a couple of the later ones so sell for we have seen money. a uh, 22B, mm-hmm. which is the homologation version. We saw a test car; those both sold for three hundred thousand plus, and now an actual Colin McRae rally car only sold for like forty thousand more. Hmm. So I would, I mean, I wouldn't spend anywhere near that kind of money on any Subaru, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Colin McRae's I, name is pretty. Uh, Noteworthy, shall we say? Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> I'm, I'm really trying to say that if I, if Shiba Inu coin hit a dollar tomorrow, I'm trying to say, with any amount of honesty, 
that I would buy a car like this, and I I, I can't say I, I would. I think it would take a lot more than a one dollar valuation to. Well, I, I own one point six million Chivas. So I, I understand, fine. but <laughs> um, no, I can't think of a, a Subaru. Uh, you know, I the closest I'd get is if if I had the money, I would probably spend a hundred thousand on a Subaru three sixty Young SS. Oh yes, see, I can get behind that because that. That, 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 interesting that, that is something that I would spend stupid money on. This is a boring car owned by a very not boring person. It is a sedan, though. I thought you would I like do that. like that. That is pretty cool. But, like, I don't even... I don't know. It's probably a closed-deck engine, too. Like, I really don't have any reason to hate this. No, but. it's not. It's it's actually... It's very cool. I just... I don't know. I, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't excite me that much. I like the fact that it was actually found in a barn. Why do I feel... I just feel weird being the same amount of excited I am for a vintage Subaru that I would have otherwise been for, like... I'm sorry, that was my phone. That would have otherwise been, like, excited for, like, a Cobo Camaro. Like, I'm just, like... I know a Cobo Camaro would be like, that's interesting. And then I, just, like, I wouldn't spend the money on it, but, like, with a Subaru, I'm just, like... I don't know why. Like, for some reason, I'm just, like, okay. Like, we're in... Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Colin McRae is a little bit before like I started paying attention to cars and rallying. So, well, I mean, like I, I knew him, and I knew like I, I had my whole Subaru thing. I think what it is is that three hundred sixty thousand dollars. I can think of other cars very similar to that that I'd want more. Yeah, because they're like, probably attainable for that amount of money. But I mean, uh, three over a quarter million dollars, between a quarter and a half million dollars, getting a good vehicle that was owned by somebody noteworthy, like, that's actually a pretty good value. You know what I think it is? I think it's the fact that it's a rally car. I think if it was a... If it was, like, a JGTC car, I would actually care more. I sure. think that's what it is. Like, yeah, if there was, if there was a, a touring car, Impreza, sitting right in front of me on the screen, yeah, I would like, care or more. Like if it was, like, a Super Tycoon Civic or a... Or a Subaru 360 Young SS. Yeah, but I mean, like, equivalent, like, era... Like Super Tycoon Civic or a, three, like a GT three hundred, um, like NSX or something. Or then, like, I, then I would be more more into it. Or no, they didn't have an NSX. That was, that was a five hundred, a GT three hundred two forty. What about like a, a Volvo wagon DTM car? Yeah, but then that's European. That's just a whole different thing for me. Fine. So to like, me, it's the same thing. But yeah, I mean, like, well, there's different reasons that I like different cars. So like, I, I can't like say that I would be. Similarly disinterested in like a Lancia O thirty seven. I would be very interested in the O thirty seven, but it's also it's Group B. That's a whole different thing. Well, also that is that car is stratospheric. Actually, come to think of it, the Group B Toyota MR two concept that they, they that they never actually made. What, I would what spend, Gen MR two was that? AW eleven. They made a, um, they made a concept for it and. Uh, when they were developing the AW11, hmm. and they canceled it, like they were getting it ready, and they just like prototyped and test drove it and everything, it did wonderful, and then that that dude flew off the cliff in Corsica, oh. like ah. literally the same day that they tested it, and it, so that money was down the drain. Toyota's Audi's like nobody can beat us in rallying with a rear wheel drive, and Toyota's like. Yeah. I think Lancia could do it. I bet we could, I, too. I think, I think we can, actually. Mm. <laughs> then they never had the chance. And then that pleb had to do the thing. I feel like, well, that's like the thing, like, with a lot of Japanese cars from that era. Mm-hmm. It's like all that really, like, got through was, like, you had Honda, McLaren, 
with Ayrton Senna mm-hmm. that like really knocked out of the park. And then you had the um, you had Mazda Le Mans, but like a lot of the other Japanese stuff was objectively better than a lot of the European cars, but they were never put on equal playing field. Because mm-hmm. the only other time where you ever saw something where it was like a really great Japanese car versus a really great European car would be like uh, IMSA with the uh, Audi V8 Quattro yeah. versus like the 300ZX cars, so like Paul Newman was I racing. love the Z32 IMSA car. Yeah, and so like, and the Z32 did really well. I mean, obviously it had its ass handed to right. itself by the Audi, but like, also that was designed prior to the Audi being designed. So. Let's also ask ourselves which one looks better. Yeah, because the Audi did not look better. No. Even like the B5 and B6 rally cars and race cars, I'm like, no, I'm actually good. So actually when I was, um, like when I was like doing a lot of studying of Japanese cars, I actually found out that there is a lot of Australian touring car racing where you had these like dream matchups where it'd be like, let's put a E30 M3 up against a Mark II Supra and see who's really better. And like watch the Mark II Supra really not be that far behind an E30 M3. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, what? And it's like, yeah, Australian touring car in the 80s is actually really cool. So. Actually, but it doesn't have the cool name like V8 Supercar. No, it doesn't. And V8 Supercar is way cooler. Oh my god, I still want to go to Summonets. <clears throat> so um, the Hardys next to my house have recently discovered is delicious, and it is. Um, I've been to that. Yeah, and there's the St. Paul Police Department right next to it, and, and then a discount tire right behind that. Yes, there is. Uh, and <laughs> there is a Caprice uh, squad car, and I'm like. Oh. So cool to like get and put a six speed into it and make a V8 supercar out of it. They are not as cheap as they used to be, but they're still very cheap. Yes, and in, they have really bad interiors, which oh, is like that's a, so great. Yeah, up until I was six, then they got a much better interior. Well, that's the thing is I don't feel as bad pulling the or, oh wait oh wait the no, first two years the interior was like really bad, really bad, and then it it went to like uh, X. Like, passable? Something. Yeah, it went to the Commodore interior after that. Okay. But, yeah, so I would totally be okay getting a bad interior one, gunning it out, and making oh, it into yeah. a V8 supercar yes. clone. Oh, it's so Very, cool. very cool. So. I mean, I know it's a long wheelbase, but it doesn't matter. It's still cool. I just want giant gold five-speed center locks cambered out with the yeah, big graphics I want a NASCAR. Takes, I, want, I want the NASCAR. It takes corners. That's the best thing ever. I would definitely do the very tongue-in-cheek sponsorships, like Vegemite, VB, <laughs> sponsored by Ford. Yeah. <laughs> Piss off all the Aussies. But I thought that was kind of cool that Subaru sold as well as it did. And it's actually cool that Subarus of that era, like, all of the good Subarus, like, people were sleeping on them for a long time. Yeah. And everybody's like... Yeah, they're cool cars. I just don't ever show up. And then when they start showing up, they just knock it out of the park. Because like three hundred thousand well, dollars is not chump change for anything, and especially when you think of like, I just spent three hundred thousand dollars on a Subaru. It's just silly. What was? I think it was probably the early to mid nineties, and it had like a very interesting name. But it was a what I would call an impressive wagon here. But it was like some special edition that was sold overseas, and it had like the best engine, a manual, and it had like a bunch of other accessories. We talked about it on the, the show. Outback, no, no, the Gravel Express. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a turbocharged Outback Sport. Yeah. Buy one of those. Yeah, a Gravel Express would be very cool. Buy, and buy a Gravel Express. Well, perfect. So that's probably also way cheaper. Yeah. You could buy a bunch of Gravel. That, that's, you know what? I think that's actually why I was so hemming and hawing over this, is that I can get a Gravel Express and have as much fun with a normal car with an air conditioner. All right, I'm going to put, and you could buy a Gravel Express in the notes, just yes. so I can put that in correctly. <laughs> okay, moving back to Ford really briefly. 
Um, since we've last been on the air, the Ford Bronco full-size has actually been starting to show up at dealers. Yes. yes. People are actually getting them. They are driving around. Yes. I didn't know, though. I was watching one of the uh, early uh, press release footages posted on the Interballs, and 25, actually 27% of the launch edition Broncos are mm-hmm. manual. Yeah. It's actually, there's a higher take rate of base models than manual. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, like if you actually look at the numbers, the numbers are great for manuals because it's like the base models and like the like Sasquatch edition, mm-hmm. I think. Like I know, there's a bunch yeah. of weird trim names. I love it. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it makes as many weird special editions. Like, that's the only reason I care about the Souls because they had two special editions per year for the original body style. Well, we've done a, actually quite a few special edition episodes. My favorite is still the Fiat 500. Yes, the Fiat 500. that car has had. Holy hell! Yeah, I'm still I'm still looking out for somebody that's trying to part out a Riva on I'm like on a bunch of Fiat 500 like European like English like Facebook groups where I'm just like I'm like just waiting for somebody to roll one over. It'll happen. I'm just I'm here for it, and once it happens, I'm getting a Riva dashboard. I'm very excited. For I it. see a lot of like 595s and Tributo Ferraris getting yeah. parted out because those all get rolled, but they're they're not as quirky. Yeah, a lot no, more I don't care about that. It's the the high specs. I don't or the like the performance ones. I care less about. Right. Like it's like because the. the, the uh, Gucci like seatbelts, man. The Gucci seatbelts, like the Riva, like the interiors are. As interesting as the Goodwood Edition Mini that we got, but like you yeah. could get like manual transmissions with them, yes, which makes them great. Oh, but this is great that they're uh, sell- that they're selling as well. But yeah, no, I'm pretty sure like base models. Like, I think the take rate in the base model with a manual is like literally something like fifty percent. Like, well, it's I'm happy really they silly. offer the damn thing with a manual without having to buy like every single option and package. It's like or be US... able to buy it with some options with a manual. Right. Because what it's normal is either get everything in a manual or you get nothing in a manual. And you can't just get like, can I just get some heated seats in manual? Like, super, like nope, top trim, auto only. Super oh, used to do that, and they're like, yeah, you can get a premium plus with a manual. Also, every U.S. auto and manufacturer or every auto manufacturer that sells cars in North America did that with diesel engines. Yeah, bring us the diesel, we want it. We did. Nobody bought it because you put it in the top trim as an eight thousand dollar option, mm-hmm. or like you put it in with like the worst option package. Right. Period. Like the like Subaru did the Crosstrek hybrid. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, nobody bought it. And it's like, yeah, you look at what you're getting with it, and like you only uh, you can only get it with a limited trim level. Like that's it. Like yeah, I, I don't want to spend thirty six thousand yeah. dollars on an XV. I don't want, Thank you. I don't want my leather seats in my XV. Give me cloth seats in my XV. <laughs> yeah, I'm outdoorsy. Like, Subaru should know from like their like if they have any sort of market research that they're still doing. I think this is why I, ca- I couldn't care less about that Subaru I talked about earlier. So like, Except the Gravel dis- Express. My disdain for modern Subaru, because, like, they just go out of their way to, like, not care, or, like, every single... When I was selling, when I was working at Subaru, like, when we first started this, I'd talk about how I would have, on a regular basis, like, I would lose Outback sales, because you couldn't get a manual Outback, mm-hmm. but they were made here, yep. and they were sent to Canada, you just couldn't buy it here, yep. and on a regular basis, I was losing sales from Mazda, because they were foregoing all-wheel drive to have a manual. Yeah. Which is getting good. Volkswagen again. Just like buy yourself a yeah, buy yourself a set of winter tires and you'll be just fine. Yeah, but uh, <sighs> yeah, I'm really happy for Ford. Good, good for them. Um, it seems like a good vehicle, honestly. Like I'm not going to buy one, but I'm glad that they exist. I I mean I, I would consider it. I just hate trucks, so but that's the thing. I, I I hate trucks. I would I would consider a three door, maybe. 
Well, yeah, on Steelies with the tiny wheels. I mean, that's the way to get it, but I don't know. But the thing is, as soon as... Oh, I had actually messaged Bremont, and I don't think they ever got back to me. But, uh... How about that, Taos? As soon as the Bremont Taos comes out, and if they do release it with a manual, (laughs) then yes, I will be here for that one. And I will no longer give even a half a shit about this Bronco. Because I'm going to get my Russian hey, man. SUV. Let's see out the manuals with style. Yeah, I want uh, if I'm going to get a manual, I want a Russian tiny luxury yep. off-roader. I mean, so. you could just get a brand new Neva, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, they, they look great. I mean, it can't be that expensive. Or there's uh, the UAZ with a oh, yeah. start. The, is that the Patriot? I can't remember. No, not the UAZ Patriot, because that's the Bremont Oh, Taylor's. yeah, I know what you're talking it's about. It's the UAZ. They're uh, all numbers. It, it's like a 329. It's their van. Their van and their Jeep, oh, actually. so good. You can, get, you can get both of them with a crew. I love Uazes. Yeah, they're wonderful. That is just, man, that is a... Uh, what was the last time you saw, like, uh, something outside of Brazil? That was made 40 years ago, and the tooling was perpetuated, and it's still being made, that you actually want. No, seriously, it's literally just a Bremont. Or, it's not a Bremont, it's literally just a UAZ. Because I think they discontinued the Hindustan Ambassador. I really want one of those. And Lada's are getting really expensive now, now that people know that they exist. I couldn't afford a 510, I guess I'll get a, a Lada. That's actually literally what people are doing. Yep. Uh, it's very annoying because <laughs> I really want a 2102. Yet here we are with Garage 54 still tearing apart like five. A week. I know, yeah, and I'm just so upset about that. But um, yeah, now I've been kind of like looking at Hindustan ambassadors. I'm like, that's a similarly old modern car. Like, I wonder if I can get one of those. And, like, everybody from India is like, dude, you don't want one. I'm like, I don't care. Don't tell me what I want. Tell me where I can get one. I'm just gonna Cubaize it. What is? the Indian Craigslist. That's all I'm asking. I just want to look for myself. Yeah, um, in France it's Le Bon Coin, and Canada land it's Kijiji. Like, what do you got? Yeah, right? it's Gumtree in Australia. Like, what is it in <laughs> India? I want to know what Indian Craigslist is so I can go find myself a Hindustan ambassador. It'd be great. Not mean, right now. Container prices are so yeah, really bad right now. Bad. It's, yeah, it's, because, you know, they keep getting stuck in canals. It's about three times normal ever. on the West Coast. It's about twice what it is on the East Coast. Is there a ferry that goes anywhere between Asia and the United States? Uh, I think Sarah Palin shut that one down. Sorry. No, there probably is a ferry. I wonder if there's one that goes between like the Anu Islands in Japan. I think the best way that, to do they it. They almost touch. Dude, go to go to Russia. Go to Siberia, just just like here. Yeah. And then just drive it, and like, oh, there's got to be a ferry between Russia and uh, and Alaska, and then just drive. Or a right ferry between Russia and like. A- a piece of ice. I could drive a Hindu Sea Ambassador back to America. Yeah, you probably could. <laughs> uh, if it made it. It, it will. You're going you're gonna to need a parts car. No, they won't. They don't break. That's a problem. They, they, well, it's not, it's not a problem. They're, it's similar to Lada, where it's always half broken. Like, nothing will work. Sure. It's, yeah, but yeah, the car yeah. itself will make it. Fine. Yes. So How I do I turn on the heater? Oh, it's on as much as it goes. Yeah, no, it's the, the yeah, that's the heater is also the radiator. I like the entire radiator for the car is inside the basket. I'm gonna throw my vote chip, <laughs> which doesn't matter, into the bucket of please don't do that. Uh, how about my chip is please don't do that, and then it doesn't happen. So what I all right, well, let's move on because <laughs> obviously yeah, since Ryan's dreams are, are not crushed, you are move clearly on. wrong. So we're just gonna move on before we fight. Um, <laughs> We'll just fight later. Yeah, we'll, we'll fight. That's what we always do. Um, I was actually having a conversation. I can't remember with who. I think it was with Darren. But I was talking about cars that are literally acceptable in only one body style. 
I noticed that there's actually a lot of these cars where it's like, I cannot stand them in any other body style. So, like, for instance, CA Accords, they only work as a coupe. The hatchback is an A86 except front-wheel drive, so it's embarrassing. And then you have a sedan, which isn't any good. And you have that Accord hatchback, which is so expensive to import that you could import any other number of actually desirable cars. So you're stuck with the CA Coupe, which, like, we've had two of them, and it's the only way to get a third-gen Accord. I dislike two doors. But there's other cars, like, most Subarus only work as a wagon. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. And then our car, I was thinking, was like the RT40 Corona, literally only works as a sedan. And it's rare for me to say a Coupe sucks, because that Coupe really sucks, and nobody agrees with me, and there's so many wrong people in the world... I feel like there's a good number of cars where you have like the just like the length of the door was so butchered. Yeah, and or in like, the coupe like, transition or, or something. Like even like, so it's like you know how I am with like coupes, right? It's like I usually prefer them because like I usually just prefer coupes, and Gianna has an actual reason for preferring coupes yeah. with her anxiety and babysitting. And if you have no doors in the back, you can't possibly worry about not turning on the child lock, um, which is where Gianna's anxiety comes from. Um, At least yeah. it's not looks or build quality related. I she have is the actual No, easier. it's literally just because, well, like, sometimes, um, car, like, my Sienna's really good about only having the driver's side door unlocked, mm-hmm. but what I found with a lot of sedans, it's really easy to unlock all the doors at once, mm-hmm. and so I'm afraid of people coming into the back seat, and I'm oblivious to it. Or kids opening the back door. Or just some punk teenager going and opening your back right door. Yeah. When you're at a stoplight that just turned green. You should get a Tesla, because it has a I have no friends mode. Um, where it only does the driver door. That's how I leave my car that's set. That's clever. But, um... Well, yeah, and so, like, I Nissan actually, Murano, only good as a convertible. Yeah. It's a coupe, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah, but a perfect example. Well, actually, convertible. Yeah. But, but a two-door a, convertible. Yeah, two-door yes. convertible, yes. yeah. Another great example is... <laughs> Uh, so, that just, just feels so weird agreeing with, but it's true. It's, it's just a fact. It's a cross the guy did not actually. show up at light of the night. He didn't. No. But we'll he, talk about that later. Um, I had a conversation with him, don't worry. But uh, another like example is actually something I was looking up when I was like, because like, Jan got her Buick and I really want one now. Like, okay. I know the year I want is a 59. And specifically, look up the 1959 uh Buick Electra. Just look it up real quick. Just 1959 Buick Electra. And you're going to see that it has the most disgusting looking roof. Now, just uh, in, it, just go to images. Just click on images. See, you can see everyone, we're these, back. Right this there. is normal service. There, there's your disgusting bubble top roof. Ew. Look at that rear end. That looks like a like a, a fifty nine to sixty one Impala roof. Yeah, it's it's terrible on a sedan though. But now go back to your images and type in uh, Riviera after it. No, no, it's Electra Riviera. Now, if you click on this white one right here, I think I'm looking at a tiny little screenshot. Nope, go back. This is riveting radio. Yes, I know, right? It's great. It's like, this doesn't matter even a little but bit. But anyway, they have one with a flat roof from the 59 uh, that was like specific to that. And that is actually one of the things that spurred on that conversation. It. Yeah, has a perfectly flat roof. Yeah. It actually follows the rest of the body line. Mm-hmm. Ex- perfect example of it. Do- that, that car does not work as a coupe. It does not work as a 
convertible. It does not work as a sedan. It only works as a flat roof sedan. There's one specific body style in which it looks good. I swear Everything else there is disgusting. Different design teams for the same car. Yeah, you were right. So like, I, didn't, I did not believe you until you said that about the E36. Like, that's our perfect example of a car, where it only works Oh my sedan. god, the back end is just so bad. And the, oh, the build quality. The build quality in the coupes is terrible compared is, to their... Like, I am not joking. Like, yeah. No, I, not I, did not, I didn't believe you until I looked at a whole bunch of E36s, and I was looking at back-to-back like E36, N3 sedan, mm-hmm. versus E36, N3 coupe. Ah. Totally different car. Garbage. Totally different car. Crash. Yeah. And yeah. people still want the fucking coupes. Yeah. Like, I was, <laughs> well, also, the thing is, is most people, that they don't... Nobody actually likes E36 for as a car. True, they just Whereas, want the chassis and the power. But when you're it. when you look at an E36, you're trying to get the same feeling that you get out of an E46, or as close as I can. Also, a yes. good bucket to have a flathead V8 in it, which yes. I never did. But you were looking for something that'd be similar to E46, and that's what the I that's what the sedan was. Don't like it when cars are broken. Yeah, I get it. And, and coupes are just broken. And that's why, like, I was kind of like talking. Like, I don't really care about like sports cars that much. Like, I, I'd rather have something a little bit nicer where everything works. I'm trying to think of other cars that are really good in one body style. Well, I know a perfect example. I'm uh, keep going. The uh, E80 body style Corolla. Is that the last front wheel drive ish one? That was the one where it was the AE86, technically. Because uh, yeah. if you had an AE83, then you had a yeah. four door. Uh, yeah. Which was also front wheel drive. I remember. And bad. Yep. <laughs> so much worse. I watched a, a Motor Week retro review. Actually, on they, that. they did have a twin cam version, which is tight. I know. I was surprised when I saw a 4A yeah. under the hood of that thing. But. Yeah. It, the, oh, that was the, the twin cam Nova you saw. Talk about dream cars. I don't know. Maybe. But the, that's the mm. Motor Week retro review they have is of the twin cam Nova, which I think is hilarious because it's like the quote unquote crappiest version, and then everybody forgets that they, they had the Nova twin cam where they made like a hundred of them. <laughs> Nobody bought them. Best powertrain, worst options. Perfect. That is <laughs> ideal. Just give me that. Um, I was going to say 4th Gen Camry as a wagon, but then I remember they made the coupe, which is yeah. awesome. An- another example where the coupe is objectively better than the sedan. It is. Yeah. yeah, but they still made the wagon. That wagon with the dual wipers. Is uh, I would say the E90. One is wagon. Mm-hmm. I have the E ninety one versus no, the, the E ninety. No, the sedan's really good. Yeah, the, the coupe wagon, is terrible. Yeah, but the wagon is much better. Oh, it is way yeah, better. That's yeah, that's what I mean. It's like where it's like it's that one's but like you're on, only works as. I was, yeah, I'd say that one's like on the cusp. It, that wagon is so good. It is on the cusp of like when you see a sedan, you're yeah. let down. I know. Yeah, you're like <laughs> following the roof, like oh, it's a. Aww. Yeah, it, it, it's, it lets you down. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I will agree that it lets you down. Yeah, where it's like it only works. Like uh, it, it, like you're like this is fine, and there's like, you know, if I get a if I were to get an RT40 Corona Coupe, I'd be like this is fine. I'm okay. I'm I, I like the car, but then I'd be like, I just know that there's a sedan out there with a three speed manual that I really wanted. I'm still trying to think of other like cars. This is actually kind of a tough topic. Really? Yeah. Like there's a lot of stuff where I like they have like a. You know, a coupe sedan and a wagon. I'm like, oh, like, I don't like the coupe. Or, like, I really don't like, like, the, the four-door, which is rare, but it does happen on a couple of occasions where it's just butchered in execution. Yeah. But, like, no. Like, it's, I don't know. There's one car where I know everything works perfectly, and that's the Volvo 240 series, where even as a coupe it works. Yeah, the 242 Berton looks all right. No, they, they had the 242. You're thinking of the 7 series Berton. 7, am I? Yeah. The 242 is the homologation racing version where they, I, it's similar to the Camry strength in the chassis. 
is by making a coop. I love when people when they do that when they make a coop out of like necessity. They're like <laughs> we, we don't want to, but we're gonna make it safe again. Still, but I, so. I think it's um, it's easier to make a car where you only have like one or two good versions, or like just a one unacceptable version. Yeah. Than it is to have one where everything's good or only one thing is good. I think so. Like actually, when you go out of your way is like, like with that Buick that I showed you. It was a perfectly reasonable car until you saw the roof line, and then the roof line goes, oh, this is actually one of the greatest cars of the 50s, and nobody thinks about them. Like, there, <laughs> yeah, there aren't that many sleepers left in that, that era, so yeah. that might be one of them. And I like the fact that it has four doors, so that's good. Would this other Ryan, bless his yes. heart, thinks two doors are always better. No, that's wrong, because you're paying more for American cars. Mm-hmm. See, American cars, that's the only time you're ever going to hear me be a fan of sedans. No, because I'd rather I, I'm not going to spend ten grand to have two uh, two fewer doors. Right. Like, like no, no. And plus, like I want I'm, the one that works and has no rust on it for my budget. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that and also like, <laughs> wait, I'm missing out on having a pillarless four door. Right. Like, why would I ever say no to that? Like, there's a chassis <laughs> under there. Like, the body doesn't even matter. Yeah, like, like, like you're like Janus Buick. Like, I would be like every time I see somebody with any '61 Buick and it's not a sedan, I'm. Oh, when cars are bumped. that big and they only have two doors, it's like, no, there, I only want two doors if the car is going to be small. There is a point in which I think... Or a Renault Avant time. Yeah. I, there's a point in which your two <laughs> doors get so stupid that it actually makes it better. And, like, the oh, Avant time... Yeah. Like, or you have to engineer around them not opening yeah. enough. Or, like, you just, like, don't even worry about it, like the Lincoln Continental, or it's like, nope, you're just... You have six inches open your door. <laughs> Deal with it. You yeah. got it. <laughs> Like, I don't know. There's no 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 returns. Mm. Sorry. Phantom only works as a sedan. I do not like the drop head. I thought the drop head or was the, the Wraith. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, yes, no, it's Phantom drop head's different. The Wraith okay. is based on the 7 Series. I don't... Because I say, the I, Wraith is actually really good. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. But, but yeah, the Phantom drop head just doesn't work. Like, well, also, just, I, I told you why I like the Wraith is because all the wood is from a single tree. Per yeah, it's and same, that's very same on the cool. Phantom. It's very cool. Drop I like head, that a lot. It's just... The, the Wraith wasn't designed as a Rolls-Royce, so it butchers better as a two-door and a convertible. The Phantom Drophead is just, it's too big. And it's the same thing Jana said, like, it's just too much car to only have two doors. Yeah. And, like, the top is the size of something did they that try? Could... Did they try to engineer around it? I'm sure that's a fabulous oh, no, car. No, I don't want to engineer around it. Oh, God, I know. It's a German I see what car. you mean. Oh, yeah. it's, it's also a suicide door. Yeah, they're, they're backward opening front doors, which is kind of cool, but... Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. That looks really weird. The Phantom Drophead just doesn't look... You, you're so small in this giant car. And yeah, people will see how dinky your little head is, even though you have a regular size. Actually, you, you know what? I, I'm not going to lie. I, I want to hate it, but there is part of me that really likes the idea that, like, when you have a Phantom, people are like, they just assume you have a chauffeur. Yeah, exactly. But what if you have you... this, you don't. So you're just, like, being like, look at me. Look at all this money I have. Like... <laughs> I kind of like that. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> like it bothers me a lot, but I, I like it. it's very similar to like the sort of person that get like a dual call fan, a dual cow uh, Faden, like a like Duesenberg or something, where it's just like it's so unnecessary and like there's no Ow. point in having all of this. It's just you're driving it to be a dick. Yeah, so. but needless <laughs> excess and chuckling about it is different than the car looking yeah. good. I think if the car doesn't look good, it makes it even better. Actually, all you even bothers me more is the grills and straight. I know. It's like, yeah. It's all That's not even real rolls. 
No, it looks like the Wraith, even though it's based on a Phantom. Oh, uh, all right. The, the more I, I actually think about this, I think you're right that I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. I do hate this. I'm kind of mad now. <laughs> I hate it when you're right. Let's move on. It doesn't happen God, that often. You ruined it. You ruined right. the whole time. Um, I was watching an Everyday Driver piece. Oh, sorry. No, that's all good. I just thought of one. Sure. The K30, or the K20 and the K30 Chevy pickup. Like okay. Ryan's pickup. Yeah. Only works as a, like, four-door dually. If oh, you yeah. get a normal oh, one. Oh, yeah, it's just boring. It's a boring, crappy truck. Because there's yeah. two of those at the show. Yeah, he said there was another yeah, one. Yeah, there's another one. And I looked at both of them, and I almost <laughs> gave the other one best Chevy, but it wasn't a Chevy, it was a GMC. But, uh, just, like, put a sticker on the front. I know, right? Like, but, like, it was... Like, I saw each one of those, I was excited. Whenever I see a normal, like, K30, I don't get excited. It's just like, whoopee. But if you get the, if you get the quad cab dually, it's so stupid. It works. He, like. he bought that truck, essentially, it was a really good deal, and he, he bought me, it yeah. to flip it, essentially. Yeah. And he's like, I'm really torn, really because good. you hate pickups, and you love this thing. I'm like, I know. It's perfect. It's a 454 four-speed. It's a manual posi. lowered. Well, not only that, it's a 454 manual with a posi rear. Yeah, I don't care like, about most. I, I care about the manual. Slip. Great. They all do. Wonderful. Big dualies always. No, they don't. Limits. Yes. Not on that. Oh, yeah. oh, I've written two of them at work, and they did not. Mm, man, I probably just worn out. <laughs> no, they literally didn't were an option. There wasn't time to. Anyway, the, the manual is pretty much all I care about because this is only manual vehicle. It's but, a really yeah. Cool he's like I like. At work, I am me still. Yeah. So everyone drives trucks, and I'm just like, I couldn't be bothered. They're all coming to me like, oh, check out my new truck. I'm like, it's a piece of shit. It's a truck. Your new F-150 Platinum is just garbage. Nobody cares. Get a car. That. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan has a cool truck. Exactly. Like, that car That if you're cool. get, If you're going to get a truck, get a truck. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, and if you're going to get a truck and you need to get a truck, yeah. get one and, like, actually use it. Otherwise, don't get a truck. Yep. Like... I feel better if you have a dually, like, Cummins, like, manual, like, flatbed truck. Like, I feel better about that than I see, than seeing somebody with an F-150, and they're oh, like, yeah. I only needed an F-150. I'm like, you didn't really need an F-150, because that's got the same payload as a Mazda 5. I was going to say, like, for your dresser could, that you get from Ikea once every two bought, years. You really could have bought a van. But, like, if you're getting, like, a K30 dually manual 454, like, you're getting that out of necessity. Like, that truck is made for hauling horse trailers. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you're going to use it. I'm okay with it. I love I the like fact that. that, yeah, it's got no overdrive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a 454 carby. It, it gets might. no miles to the gallon. I wonder if that's less fuel efficient than the Janus car. Uh, he actually said it. I think it did, like, 12. So it is. <clears throat> it's, mine's 21. No. Buick. Oh, McGuick. So I filled that up. That does not get twenty. <laughs> when the Lower. the one time I took it out, like on a long drive before I pulled the began to pull the fuel tank out, um, I filled up the gas tank. It's twenty two gallons. Okay. And I again filled it up, and I got from my house to fifty two in Butler. And I was like, I'm gonna turn around, and I drove back to my house. So my house to fifty two in Butler and back. Yep. And I pulled out five gallons of gas. Oh, that's pretty bad. And I, I asked people on the Almighty uh, Nailhead page, and they're like, that's normal. 
like, is this leaking gas? Like, like, <laughs> it no. is leaking. It's just no, no, the middle part. Like, they're like, dude, you, no, you've got a Dynaflow. Like, it's, it, you, it literally slips the torque converter to make it not shift. Like, you're going to get maybe, like, two miles per gallon if you're accelerating on the highway. Like, you, if, you, if you coast down the highway, you get nine. I mean, like, it's like seven and a half liters with a non-lock torque converter. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it probably needs some timing work and some fuel enrichment or leaning. <laughs> like, it makes sense. That is poorly. Yeah. Oh, my God. This uh, I love Janus. I love Buicks. They're so, like, if I'm going to go American, I'm going to go American. Like, all the way over. And that's, uh, I, I really bypass a lot of the trash I don't care about. If I go American, I'm going to get a V8 supercar. Also, remember I said that I would, if I'm going to get an American car, it's going to be under, or it's going to be either under 1.5 liters or over 6 liters. I said that like in the or sure. when we first started this, and then that was years ago. So yes. I remember. And then when Jana got that, so that's at least in the family. I did stay true to myself. If I'm going to get an American car, it's going to be. You just left yourself to open to like get a Sonic. One point fourteen. I mean, it's like I, 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 I'm. That is a very deliberate choice because <laughs> I like Geo Metro three cylinders. Oh, for the love of! And yeah. I love the Chevy Spark. Like Spark EV is such a good car. Yeah, or the uh, yeah the ones a day. Like I like those; mm-hmm. those are cute. But like, I don't want to like accidentally end up. But the Spark with, is better than the Sonic. I don't want to accidentally end up with something like a GNRX. It's not. That's not me. Although I would buy a Typhoon. Well, I mean, those are great, but it's not me. That's not me either, but I like it. It's a good, very good truck. Mm. But again, not really me. Like, oh yeah, trust me. It's got a seven hundred R four in it. The thing I rip on more than anything else in the automotive world. Yeah. But I, that can be fixed. <laughs> exactly. It can easily be rectified. All right, let's move All right, on. Back on to, uh, I was watching Everyday Driver's uh, YouTube page, and um, actually, shameless plug for these guys, they have a podcast called the Everyday Driver Car Debate. It's pretty good. I if actually you need I listen to that. Extra right. filler. Yeah. If I'm they're long, but they're informative. Um, these guys have really good production value, but they did a cheap car challenge last year where one of them bought a Phaeton W8, mm. or V8, go? rather. That's W. No, it's a. V8. That's got to be the four two, right? It's a four two. Okay, yeah. So it's the belt four two, and the other one, yeah, four two belt motor, and the other one bought don't, a. Don't don't think that's any better. Bought an 06 Quattroporte with the Duo Select. I will take that 06 Quattroporte any day over that Phaeton. I would too, and here's my reasoning why huh. I, while doing clearly a lot of work at work, mm-hmm. was doing IT things in my brain and not thinking about, hey, I wonder how all these components interplay, after I originally found out that I could not manual swap with factory parts a late automatic Quattroporte, because they moved the transmission from the transaxle in the back, which is what the Duo Select was, to to actually up front, and I learned that in Camisa's video, which was really good. It's dumb, but they put a ZF6 HP26 in it, so it worked. Um, But... The old Maserati Coupe, the 2001, 2002, 2003 yes. through 06, that is a six-speed transaxle, and those are worth nothing because people just want the engines out of those. So you can pick oh. up a six-speed manual transaxle for like 800 bucks, and I bet you the torque tube and axles bolt right up in an early Quattroporte. So you could have a 4.2 six-speed Quattroporte did for eight, cheap money. Did the 80s Quattroportes have it? Transaxle? Uh, or did they have a transmission? Well, I mean, that's based on the Biturbo, so it's probably a transaxle. But that's a good question. Mm. It's based on a Biturbo. That'd be kind of cool. 
But turbos are so shit. When I, I first... Oh, they're really bad. They're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. But no, I was thinking, because you were just talking about how cheap yeah. uh, the, the uh, Maserati... The transaxle is? The, the, the whole car is. Yeah. You could probably get one of those. You could probably get a quattro, uh, 80 Squadra Porter that doesn't work. Yeah. And put it together and have a perfect vehicle. I just... My, my, my whole existence needs more of that F-136 Maserati V8 in it. Because that is, like, the best sounding. I like it more than the flathead and how it mm, sounds. Oh. It's not wet I've at all, not, but I, it's... Oh, that's mm. the thing. A V8s need to be wet. Oh, but it just... this. Have you seen Camisa's video on no, the late QP? We, we'll, we'll, we'll watch it after this. Yeah. It is also, listener, viewer, go watch that. It's uh, Jason Camisa Quattroporte. You'll find it on YouTube. But the, he, uh, at one part of the video, they did... they Maserati commissioned an independent testing lab... To survey thirty men and women, and they <laughs> they they played engine audio sound samples to these people, and they measured testosterone levels in their saliva. Yeah. And the I think <laughs> it was like a Daewoo something or other. No, a VW Polo, and then they did like a BMW 3 Series or whatever, and then they did the Mazda V8, and it increased the testosterone level <laughs> in like ninety percent of everyone, men and women that they tested. And like, I love this. it is literally an aphrodisiac. That is amazing. The, so the engine sound of a Maserati makes people horny, whereas I just really, really like the sound of a flathead. That's very interesting, huh? But, All right, I guess I'm gonna have to give that engine a give that engine a shot. Cause yeah, it's for me, it's the flathead, malehead. I really, 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 really like. I like that engine a lot. That engine's so freaking slept on. Oh, dude, it's amazing. Like I, the more I look into it, the more I like that engine. Like the factory exhaust manifolds flow so well that when you put on like tube headers, you gain five horsepower. That's actually kind of surprising and given they, they factory headers. Yeah, they're factory, because <laughs> you know, like, you can just port them out and make more power on ported out factory headers than you do on any like aftermarket one. And then they are actually more reliable because they don't rush from the inside out because they're very wet. <laughs> Shockingly. I mean, factory nail head, head, heads don't flow very well, but other Intake than that, flows great. Ah, but after that, no. <laughs> <laughs> intake's amazing. Like it just flows forever because they like design the intake manifolds. They have a perfect shot. Of intake. And like the, the exhaust is like you have to like it's like the guy got done like with his first engine project. He sits back at nine p.m. on the end of a very long Friday. His boss comes back to the drawing table. It's a beautiful engine, Blair. Wait, where, the where are the exhaust ports? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're there, and then he stays up. He stays all night, and he squeezes them into the leftover metal casting on the heads. Have you, have you ever like just like looking at a drawer full of cords, and you have that knot of cords? <laughs> yeah. That's the exhaust routing out of the cylinder head on a nail head. It's just the worst. Like it's comically bad. <laughs> Do drum a flathead be it for sure. But yeah, I uh, uh, once I I started actually paying attention to that, I really 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 liked it, and now everything's gonna have one forever. And apparently, Ryan might have a spare four hundred one, so. Oh god! I gotta find something that I should put that into. I think it'd be great in like a muscle car, just to bother them. Oh yeah, I'm all about really stupid engine swaps. Like it's a way better engine than probably most muscle car people would make. So you just get like True. a 305 into like their Camaro or something. A and belly button. Like, yeah, like not even a 350. I just like, pull like a 305 and I'm like, haha, look, it's got a thumper cam and it sounds cool. And I'm like, it's a nail head. It's factory. I put some Mars Mistral oil in it and I hand cranked it over like three times and it runs wonderfully. <laughs> yeah. 
You know why it works? Because there's nothing to go wrong. <laughs> it, is, it is very overbuilt. I drove here. I forgot there's no water in it. It was 800 degrees, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That's I do need an engine like that where I just forget things. Yeah, so it is all iron. Yeah. So. It, it, and nothing will break. They're really, really great. The only thing that can kill them is getting water into the oil. That's it. That's all you have to worry about. Well, I mean, if you get it too I mean, hot, I the head gasket could fail. I can't engine guess. with a hose. Yeah. Still I, can't I remember believe that. the yep. tech. It, yeah, that's that was the best time being <laughs> like explained not to use a hose in my car engine. Well, I want to talk about um, very briefly. Um, the Citroen Mini actually has a new accessory package that came out. It does indeed. Yes, they are wonderful. It's a sticker package, oh, just personalized. <laughs> Don't worry, it gets better. Are they little Hello Kitties? Oh, honey, I'm going to rotate this around for you so you can fully appreciate how cute this is. Oh, so, so the, it can be on fire? Oh, you can have cat? You Whoa. can have kittens on it. Like I said, it's worth it. You have tiger? You have tartan? And then be, you can is this is this where they're trying to like get out of the painting them different colors? They just keep sticking. They're all they're all silver, and you have different. So I love the cats. Mm-hmm. Like I would totally. I get actually that. really like that idea. Wait, this is wonderful. It's probably more environmentally friendly too, because it looks like they're not painting. What's them. a way cheaper to insure? I kind of like the Steelies. Steelies look what's good. This yeah. one. This one's Aww. like yeah. The Steelies are good. Yeah, Steelies are good. I just I was that looks like, like it has donuts. In the it side looks of it. like it's like it looks like dick tarn. That's what it looks like. Oh, good old Citroen Ami. Wow, this thing looks so cheap to make. It's great. I love it. It's EV. Yep. Well. Yep. Oh, and honey, it goes like 30, so it's like perfect for like side road use. I like this one says Cindy forever. It's only for people named Cindy. Only works for people named I Cindy. Don't want that. Could also be Cynthia if you really want to stretch yeah, it. Cindy's and Cynthia's only. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. My old director's name is Cynthia. Oh no, I'm so sorry. They call her Cindy. Oh my god, Cindy. I, uh, yeah, I kind of want one of these, like, really bad. But yeah, they did totally just design it, like, one half of the car. And they did, like, they did the Porsche Boxer, where they went to the front half, and they went, and then rotated back. Yep. Like, here you go. But this time it works, because it's not a, it's not a, it's not a tasteless Porsche. Well, I mean, it could have been the 928, but it started on the back, and then they ran out of copier paper. It's like writing happy birthday with a big letter. They, they didn't run out of copier paper. They ran out of ink because it's Porsche. Yeah, they, they had, it was Porsche in the 70s. didn't have any money. They had, like, the 911 doing all of their sales. Yep. Which, uh... I still think it's really funny that Porsche planned to replace the 911 with the 928. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, that didn't work out well for you. Listen, I, Porsche. I, I love the 928. But I would take a 928 over most 911s. Um, oh, I would not. This is why. Certain 928s. Yeah, exactly. I do certain. hate 911 people. There's that. Not you, Tom. There's most. There's the the typical 911 owner. There's the fact that the 912 exists, mm-hmm. which also saps away a lot of my interest in the 911. Sure. There's the price. There's the people again, and then there's the fact that I'm paying for a performance car when I don't care about performance that much. Like, I enjoy driving slow cars. So you should get a 912 then? Get a 912 or get a 928. I'm going to go one of the other two directions. But a 912 is reliable, and most 928s are not. No, but you get the ones that do. 
not yeah. unreliable, and nobody cares about them because they seem normal 928s. True. I will say, in order to buy a good 928, you need to know an unhealthy amount about what 928 to not buy. No, I know what I'm going to do. Oh, God. That nail head that Ryan has. Oh, no. Would be perfect in a 928. Do you think that would fit in a 928 engine bay? I mean, it's got narrow heads, but they're not that narrow. That's a big engine in the 928. It's not that big. How small is it? I don't know. It, it doesn't look the compact. Ba- it's the, a 90 degree V8. I don't think it's 90 degree. I think it's 60 degree. Is it 60? I don't know. I don't know. It, that's Positive not a big camper. bay. With enough sawzalling, you can make it work. Yeah, I can make anything work. <laughs> hey, if Porsche widened the frame rails on the 400 and 500E, yeah. you can do it to yeah, a 928. Can, yeah, you can do it to a 928. <laughs> nobody's in care. I've got some scrap steel. Yeah, yeah especially if you take an early one. <laughs> early 928, nobody's in care at all. <laughs> like, and actually, what's even better than early 928 is you get the goofy, like, 70s interior, which I actually, you know what, not going to lie, kind of appeals to me. The, the 15-inch phone dials. Actually, they might even be 14s way back in the day. I think they were 14s oh. back then. But, like, you get the goofy 70s overstuffed, like, brown leather interior. The whole side of your car looks like a conversation pit. Then you just get like you take that bad V8 out and you put like anything else into it, and then you, you it's similar to what I like about Jags, where you can like then get a perfectly maintained Jag Dude, that just needs an engine, and is, you put anything else into it. It's already got a transaxle set up for the Maserati powertrain. There you go, perfect. And th- another a perfect example of a car where you put a Maserati powertrain. People say you're a madman, and you go, I bet it'll be real, more reliable. It will, and be. then they're like, it's German, and you're like, yeah, it's wrong. It, wrong they forgot the cylinder liners. Yeah, like, it's, you don't want this German car. And the F one thirty six is a really, really, really solid engine. Yeah, I, so there you go. Again, get an early nine twenty eight. Get the goofy conversation pit interior, and then put it uh, Maserati engine into it. Yep. And then go you find yourself a crashed Maserati coupe six speed and. Yeah, and yep. you have a perfectly good vehicle. Ready to go. There you go. Problem solved. Problem solved. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, so going from nail heads and 928s back to EVs real quick. Back to the modern <laughs> world. We got we to bring people back. And this is straight up old news at this point, but people probably still won't know about it. So the next round of legislation coming for not just EVs, not just tax credits, a lot of green car stuff and just future planning for uh, carbon neutrality and things yeah. like that. There is an EV tax credit component to that, which we've talked about. We've yeah. talked about explicitly the used car portion, which we think is a great idea to get Nissan Leafs and stuff into the hands of low-income families. However, today, talking just about the new car credit, they're moving up from the old one, which was $7,500 per unit per year, to $12,500 okay. per unit per year. However, there is a caveat. $4,500 of that is only eligible if your car was manufactured by uh, like UAE employees. So you <laughs> unionized American car assembly lines, which Tesla does not this. have. I love this. So oh, there's two things they I found a way this. to exempt Tesla. There's, there's two ways I love this. A, I love unions. Unions are wonderful. We should always support them. Except for the UAE, they were kind of greasy. But like most unions, unions are not always awful or not always great. But I will blanket statement: unions are. I feel good enough about most unions to say unions are generally speaking better, with ca- certain individual caveats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I, I wonder how much of this came out of how much Elon Musk as a person pisses off everyone. Probably quite a bit because uh, it's, it's he his, fired back on the the legislation. Yeah, and they're not gonna care. It's no. like no, nobody likes you. Built you burnt all. Like, you know your, what? Five thousand five hundred dollars yeah. of it for unionized employees. Oh. Man. <laughs> I'm going to space I'm to power. I actually pout. heard of that. 
Because I remember hearing Elon being upset about unionization. Yep. Because of course he is. I mean, that's a pretty significant piece to, to, to penalize, but I mean, you know for sure that the car, like, all that money is going into, you know, the domestic U.S. ecosystem if you're, you know... Yeah, it will not need that, and then also um, union stuff, that's also a really good political move for, like, everybody being True. like, yep. you know what? No, it, it, this is a time where yeah. Americans are having a very difficult time, like, having wages mm-hmm. keep up. Like, here's... We're supporting your union. Even if, like... Even yep. if you said no to every piece of legislation to, like, raise the minimum wage, yeah. like, by saying, I'm supporting your union, you're going to get a lot of those votes back. Like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a politically savvy move. Like, I get it. Factories are typically not in super population-dense areas, and you look at the constituents there, so yes, it is a yeah. great political move. Yeah, it's a wonderful political move. And the thing is, is people, you know, generally speaking, I think more people care about their union more than they care about the minimum wage. Probably true. I'm not in a union, so I don't know. Most union jobs keep you at minimum wage, so that's why they care more. Uh, and then you're getting taken care of, and then you're not, you know, you're still not minimum wage, quote unquote. So sure. there's a whole psychological thing that happens there. I'm not saying it's a good thing or not, I don't, but um, there's a psychological thing that happens. And that's why more people support their union, because it's like you're personally supporting me, whereas you're trying to support everyone. Right. Yeah, people are just e- egotistical like that. Um, but anyway, speaking of EVs, um, there's an electric Vespa. I just pulled up the tech sheet because I was very curious. Does it, does it fit? Why didn't you tell me about this? Well, I, I did. I, I pulled up. You the, forgot, honey. I, and does that it. doesn't. That checks. So I pulled up the 70 kilometer an hour variant, not the 45 kilometer an hour variant, <sighs> which is roughly akin to a 125cc. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so pretty. Elet- Electricia? Electrica. Electrica. Ooh, it reminds me of Elvira for some reason. It's but so cute. Like... I know, as soon as they make one of these that can go the amount of speed that I need, it'll be great. So, this is a Piaggio Group Vespa Electrica. Uh, technical specifications, 3.6 kilowatts of output, which is about 8 horsepower, which is actually pretty good. Maximum power is 4 kilowatts, closer to 10. Battery, 48 volt, 80 6.4 amp hour, 4.2 kilowatt hour, LG chem cells, 4 hour recharge, 70 kilometers an hour. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's very cool. Front desk rear drum. Yes. Pretty light. Let's see here. What's the weight? 130 kilograms. Actually, very very light. Yeah, it was, I, I remember when I saw that it was surprisingly light for what it was. The battery only weighs 25 kilos, so I'm guessing you could double that up pretty easily. Um, but I'm they really excited come for in wonderful colors. Oh, never mind. It's just uh, accents. A zero electrico chromo. Oh, what the hell? It's Why just can't the I trim. The whole thing. What, well, I guess what? you can, but I want yellow lampo. The whole thing to be yellow lampo, honey. Well, it's yellow lampo. Yeah, I want yellow lampo. Oh yes, I love chartreuse. Yeah, but you could do like you know what you could do is you could just like repaint it because like nobody cares about that color. Like it's true. You're not you're not looking like a DP one twenty five or something like an original Vespa. This is this is so familiar to me as a Vespa owner. I really really enjoy this. I would love okay. to electric convert my Vespa, Modi. Don't even think about it, dickhead. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a very very cute little. <laughs> Modi's in cuddle timeout because he tried to bite me when I was mm-hmm. petting him. Modi the cat is now in cuddle timeout in my lap. Mm. Lucifer just 
the See, the, I love that Lucifer is like he's warning Nip to me a few times, but hasn't he's even never... thought of doing that to Ryan. Yeah. But Ryan gets oh. bit by Modi all the fucking time. If if Modi does it, he realizes what he does, and his reaction is like when not when Lucifer does. Excuse you. you. That's pretty cute. But yeah, when Lucifer uh, acts up, I it, Lucifer gets similarly. Equivalent punishment to Modi when this he acts up. This is the wild. Because I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't want me to ever get to that point. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think a seventy kilometer per hour electrica would be great, and it's so cute. And you know what? You need more than a vessel. It's a vessel that nobody can hear coming. Because <laughs> so I need to put a bigger train horn on it. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. But uh, they need to give me a full Gilalo Lampo option, which is apparently yellow and Italian. Yes, lamp yellow. I guess would be the name. I'm just making a ah. making a jump there. Um, oh wow! You can get the GTS Super in Gallo Lampo. Is that gas one? Yeah, it's one of the gas ones. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say mine is a but GT. Look at GTS that Gallo Lampo. What? Now that's a color. That is a whole color. They also have a uh, racing homologation version from or a racing clone from their racing bike. I would definitely liberate it up. Because apparently they have a racing Vespa. I don't need to know this because I already spend too much money. Well, all right, moving we on need to, to the spend last. More, moving on to the last. Top. Like, <sighs> oh yeah, it's so oh, cool. Oh, it's got red stripes on the. I wheels. know it's so. Uh, say Giorni. Giorni. I love that. It's so all cute. Right, moving on to the last topic. I'm surprised they didn't name one Luca. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. Missed I'm kind of surprised by that. I'm like legitimately surprised that they didn't name one. But yeah, I started looking at Vespas after watching the movie Luca. It's dangerous. I already own a Vespa, so it's fine. I've been right, wanting anyway. one because we live so close to the state fair. That's why I own mine. And I, I want it once a year. And I want one because I saw the movie Luca, and now I just really want one. That's fair. Yeah. They're good. I really enjoy mine. I did an oil change on mine for the first time in seven years. Oh, yeah, what car was it? It's fine. I've done no miles. I guess it's a good one. Uh, well, let's talk about our other thing. Light so, up Light Up the Night. MNCEC <laughs> show, we haven't had Balto on in ages, but after browbeating him for however long he's been involved with the Medina Automotorplex facility, I'm like, why not do a show at the good one? The Chan Hassan one. He's like, oh, people loved it. Well, get me in touch. And I'm like, all right, no problem. Oh, excuse me, sir, don't sneeze on me. I'm glad it's not just me. No, it's because I'm scratching his nose and dumb little face. He really <laughs> love him so much. Anyway, um, after a lot of back and forth with the president of the board, getting permits, all this kind of stuff, Dan held the show down there last Saturday. Oh, Ryan was a judge. And other, I mean, there were a couple little sticking points that we should fix if we do it again, but for the most part, I think for, good for a first time, really good. For a first time show, like he really knocked out of the park. Like, and. Everyone that I talked to that is of consequence at the Chan Hassan facility loved it. Yeah. So I think we're in really good shape if we want to do it again. But a decent turnout, even though we had a threat of some weather and we got a little bit of dribbling. It, honestly, the weather like held up. Because like they said it was going to rain at like 6 and then at 10. And it rained at 6 and at 10 for like a combined... Three one-hundredths one, of an inch? Yeah, yeah. for like, a combined minute <laughs> between the two of them. It was fine. So... Yeah, um, it was a good show. We had a lot of cars there with, you know, lights, which was good because yeah. the facility's not very well lit. Yeah. The facility lighting was much worse than I remember. Poo, uh, food trucks were good. 
They never oh yeah, I love this surprise taco I got that yeah. you kindly got. For I me. really wish I could have had it. I just it was pulled chicken. When, really whenever good. whenever I'm judging, it's always like, oh, you can do fifteen things. I'm like, no, I'm doing like maybe four. So I have to come way early. Yeah, and then starts like isn't judging starts like at dusk. Seven to nine. And we did, yeah, and we started did, at five. But you yeah. had to meet like at six or whatever to get. To yeah, it, but I mean the thing is, is like it, it was seven to nine, but like by the sunsets at six thirty. I should just say seven ish to nine ish. But anyway, there was no lights, and to judge cars in the dark. Oh, oh, and tell them about Mopar people. Oh my god, I ended up revoking all the words because I was judging American cars. Yep. That's it. That's right there. I was judging American cars. But um, well, I so I I. I I feel like it, it was it, it, Dan did this on purpose, but um, I, I, I'm like I want to I want to judge classic American because like classic American like I, other than Japanese cars that's the one I feel most at home judging because I just know them sure. decently from like going to back to fifties my entire life and like friends and family just being into hot rods and stuff like I have a pretty good grasp on old American stuff. And instead, I do all of the American stuff. Ah. So I had to pretend to care about, like... How many awards was that? Uh, it was supposed to be nine, and it ended up being six. Because every one of the Mopar awards, except for first place Mopar, got revoked. First place Mopar was hopefully the Donk? Yeah, it was the Donk with the uh, televisions and the headlights. It was really cool. Ohio Plate? Yeah, that guy, that was a good guy. He was, like, what, he was like actually grabbing his award, and I said, we're revoking all of the Mopar awards. He goes, what? I just won. I'm like, no, not you. Everybody else, though. They all get to throw them in the trash. Literally. Do you want all of them? No, I... In front of him. Because the other judge was with me. He just grabs all the Mopar awards and puts them in the trash can. <laughs> and the reason why is they had a sideshow when they left him. It's the same, it's the same, it's the same douchebags that do sideshows in Minneapolis and run over people's feet and stuff and, like, shoot guns in the air. Like, same exact same dipshits. It's the exact same special financing. I'm poor and I'm going to spend 30% interest on my charger, like those people, the same, I may have a Taurus twenty two pistol, because I'm going to be cool and have a gun, so I get the shittiest, least reliable, most basic knockoff of a Glock I can possibly get. <laughs> and then, yeah, and so, yeah, they were doing their little stupid sideshow thing, and, like, two of them, like, swerved at me, and I'm not going to talk about the other stuff that happened with them, but we'll talk about the two that, like, swerved at me when I was telling them to not do that. Um, and, like, yeah, they literally, like, just foot to the throttle with me in front of the car. Like, one car, like, rubbed its tire against my shoe. Very uh, cool. The other guy, like, actually uh, had to, like, dive out of the way. I uh, heard those idiots leaving, too. Yeah, so all their awards got thrown right So if you own a Mopar, trash. go check your man. Well, so I'm, um, yeah, I told Dan, I'm like, you can... You can have Mopar Awards in MNCC events, or you can have me judge. I'm not doing both. These are mutually exclusive things. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, I'm not saying don't have Mopar people there, because there's some good Mopar you people. You went there at a Mopar. Technically, yeah. yeah. But, like, there's some good <laughs> Mopar people. But, like, oh, I'll when en- you... When I'll you, enter my 124 next year. If that happens again, you can give me all the awards. Yes. Perfect. But, like... Don't you look at you me can, like um, Like, there are some good Mopar people. Like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they exist... But when you have a classroom of part people, you get all the shitheads that do their sideshows and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just told them, like, just don't have a Mopar award. 
and that takes care of the problem. Mopar people are perfectly welcome to vie for best in show, for any of the like best wheels, best, best engine underglow, bay, best underglow. There's an award that any one of them can take, and I know that a lot of the actually good Mopar cars, like that Challenger, if that ended up not getting best Mopar, uh, it would have easily taken best interior, best lights. Was there a best wheels? Yes. But you wouldn't have won best wheels? No. There was a... If I was judging it, I'm not sure who actually won because I was busy almost getting run over by a car. Um, but if I was judging it, uh, Wadley had his CD Accord there, and hmm. he had some super rare uh, Racing Heart Tracers, which are, like, a, like, it was the wheel to have for Hondas in, like, 2001. And, like, they're very rare to find in a reasonable offset. Because, like, in 2001, it was, like, super cool to have, like, a 4x100 wheel that was, like, yeah. 20 inches and, like, like 20 by 5.5 or some garbage like that. Yeah. Just, like, the worst fitment. Yep. Like, like, oh, like, I remember. Plus, All ET35. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it was, like, a plus 60 wheels. So it was oh, just, like, the super worst. sunk? Yeah. Awful looking. But, no, his were, like, a... His were, like... 17 by like oh, wow. seven and a half, maybe okay. eight, and then like a plus 10 offset. Like they perfectly fit his car, and they were original barrels and everything. So they were like they weren't like a custom made set. Like he hunted down this super rare set of wheels, and I that, appreciate that. That would have won. So. I need somebody to show up with a set of run all teddy grams. Yes. That, that would, yeah, that'd also be a winner. You are just a mess right now, aren't you, buddy? He's sneezing <laughs> on his own hair. <laughs> just like me, sneezing on Lucifer, sir. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, otherwise, the, the show was great. Uh, Gene absolutely <laughs> loved it. He was very excited. I think he took home Best European Other or something. I, no, that was me. No, what was it? He took a Best European Classic. Okay. Yeah. His XK120 took that home. And I think he was also surprised because there were so many kids that were excited about his garage. Oh, yeah. People which like is, old Jaguars. Oh, my God, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> I held a white cat and I'm in a you're like, you're like a static television Yeah, you just screen. need to grab uh, Jada and wait for a <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Even it out. Yep, I'll try that. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think he was like genuinely surprised that there were so many kids. Well, so he made a point to come thank us. Yeah, and there, I think there's another thing is, like, I think there's a lot of kids who are so genuinely surprised to be excited about an old Jag. Yeah. Well, I mean, the old Jags have been in movies through our entire childhood. Yeah, true. It's just like, it's not like the hero car, but it's always the secondary. You know, what was oh, the car to get the door knocked off in speed? Was That was a Jaguar XJS. Oh, like, Austin Powers. Austin Powers is an XKE. That was the hero car. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's like a lot of, like, Jags of, like, they aren't, this is why I'm so, like, oh, I love writing them, is they're not, like, they're not that... This, the primary or the secondary car, but they're that tertiary car. That car is equally as cool. Like how a 500E once was. Like, 500Es are still cool. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, if you if you said that in, like, 2015, yeah, everybody looked at you like you were second like, head. In Gap and Evo. Yeah. Well, no, I'm 500 Mercedes 500E. Oh, those um, are always cool. Yeah, but I mean, like, unless... Except unless, for the auto. Unless you're in... Unless you're, like, in the know with Mercedes. Like, to, Although, your, to your average layman. Yeah, that's true. You could but, do that to a 500E. But to your, to your average layman, a 500E wasn't, like, a very special car. Like, they didn't know yeah. anything about it. It was just a very nice car. No, that's a 400E. Well, just what, as that's cool. What, that's what it is now. But I'm saying, like, but, in 2015, people didn't think that. Cause nobody... It wasn't in the zeitgeist that the 500E was a good car. And that's how I feel Jags are now, is that, like, they're very good cars, and they're just not in the zeitgeist. 
Infinities were always extremely valuable. Yeah, but they weren't in the... Well, again, uh, extremely valuable and, like, being well-known as cool are two different things. Because, as we found out, like, when I, since I've been at work, I've noticed that XJ6s have been just going bananas in the mid, like, mid-80s XJ6s in good condition sell for as much as a good, like, M3. Mm-hmm. Like, they sell for as much as an E46. Nobody would expect that. Right. But, and that's just because it's not in the zeitgeist. And I think that, like, a lot of these classic Jags, because they're not in the zeitgeist, people don't think about it. Because if you thought about, there's that dude at the lower uh, Vanden plot at the beginning of the year that he would bring around. Uh-huh. And, like, when you think about it, really, that era of Vanden plot was effectively a Ford Mustang luxury sedan. Because it was a V8. It was, Lincoln, it was a Lincoln LS. I mean, was an American-based V8. It was, a, a, it was a European Ford platform but, that we got here. But yeah, yeah. And and it, then, it was it was known as a people would go, yeah, it's a Lincoln LS engine. Yeah. They wouldn't say it's a Jaguar engine. It's a Lincoln engine, or it's a Ford engine. And so that's what I'm saying is like, it's a lot of his cars were those cars that people think are cool but they just don't think about it being cool right and so i think that's really cool having a bunch of kids that go out to stuff like light the night and being able to see these garages where you have like you know like old guys really like opening their garage and all these kids go whoa what this is cool i am <laughs> like, an what's old a guy Morgan? this is cool i had the pleasure of being oh, uh, God, yeah. burger garage uh docent security, and yeah. phantom security detail oh, and i have God. to say the Zoomers were the nicest. They They're were the always greatest. like standing. Yeah. Zoomers and, like, keep their arms tight and they ask, like, can I, may I? Yeah, and then they always like, good thank questions. you. And I'm... they were just so nice. They would all, like, they would all be standing and I'd be like, do you want, do you want his Instagram? And they'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people followed me on Saturday. Night. Yeah, because oh. it was just like... It was just so nice seeing that age because those are the age that are getting into cars now. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, like when we were out allegedly street racing, I was so scared because I was like, "These kids are gonna ruin it. Zoomers are gonna save the car." Yeah, and the what those are? Those are elder millennials. Those are still, still the kids yeah. that are out doing sideshows. Yeah, and those aren't Zoomers. Like Zoomers are the kids. Zoomers are what's I remember save when, the car when you guys were out walking around after I was done fixing all the trophies. Yeah. Um, Everybody was in, like, they were, because the uh, the screen door was half closed, everybody was staying at the edge of the screen door. I saw a Beamer staying there, and I go, Alex, he can come in. And then all, those, all the Zoomers just stayed out, because they weren't called Beamer staying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one random Karen walked in, and then, like, some Zoomer, like, grabbed her and pulled her back. And it's like, your <laughs> name's not Beamer staying. Like, get out of here. Is that one guy and his girlfriend? <laughs> I hadn't met Bemerstang's girlfriend for more than, like, five minutes and, like, a really crowded track where the, clearly they had too much shit going on. She's super cool. Yeah, yeah Brit, Brit's super really nice, cool. yeah. But, um, yeah, that was my first time meeting her, too, and I was like, oh. Yeah, we all sat in a giant <laughs> triangle yeah, of legs on the carpet up. after oh, the show. Sure, yeah. I was like, what the hell? This is interesting. But, it, yeah, no, it was, it was a super cool show. I love the fact that, um, yeah, because the thing is with... Um, with Chanhassen, it is the older crowd that got those because those people have had those units for years. There's a lot of turnover right now because 2021 property values. People are like, oh, let me cash out. Yeah, but I mean, like, as opposed to yeah. Medina, everybody that's in Medina is a millennial, and I, frankly, I couldn't care less. Like, I would say probably Gen Xers and boomers. Gen, Gen X, Gen X those are millennials. too expensive for millennials yeah. to buy. Well, you can, there's some. There's a surprise. 350 base for a one by one. 
Yeah, but I mean, if you see the people I have, they're not 50. They're early, early 40s, late 30s. Like they're, uh, I would not call those people millennials. Which, that, and not, I know, but your, your view on what a millennial is is different than what facts are. <laughs> so how about we say largely 40 and up year olds? Then? I, it's, I would probably say like 38 to 45 year olds. Perfect. That is That's, much more efficacious of an and, argument and, than and, calling somebody a millennial. But I mean, it's a 38 to 45 year old range. Sure. We're supposed to hear... It's like it's older, sixty to seventy-five. Yeah, like yeah. you're the only person without gray hair there. Well, yeah, true, because the forty-year-olds are all bald. Yeah. So yeah, and there's like two true. of them. Yeah, there's not there's, many. There's and they're new I, owners. Let me I put can it that tell way. you that there's not there's only like two of them because the majority of those garages have some sort of carburation happening inside of them. Um, and yeah, so I, I just think it's it's great. I have a the, carburetor in my garage. It's in the trunk of the sixteen hundred. <laughs> I have one in my car. It's on it. I have one in my garage, even. Uh, I, I, my like, I, I like carburetors. I like, I just <gasps> my like Vespa's the, carbureted. There you go. You've, you I have, have a carbureted a, vehicle. One of your favorite vehicles is carbureted. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I just like how bad they are. It is. I hate that thing in the spring when I have to get it going. Yeah, no, I, I, I like uh, It's because I, I, don't, I don't pretend that gasoline engines are antiquated in every way. So I'm just like, you know what? Lean into it. Like, if it's going to be antiquated... What, how antiquated can we go? Like, are we going to go... Can I put a hot bulb on yeah, this cylinder I want, cylinder I want a hot bulb, and I want, like, a hand pump fuel pump. <laughs> oh, hot bulb diesels, man. <laughs> I want a complete loss of system. Oh, they can't system. see my face, facial expression. Correct. Browning. Yeah, I, I did wire an Ethernet to the new studio location on the weekend, so as soon as carpet's in... And I confirm that the power is indeed working. Perfect. Then we can actually move the podcast table and get things set back up. So. Oh, by the way, uh, back to the show uh, yeah. really quick. And your unit, all the kids loved the carpet and the rolls that, like... Oh, the lamps I don't want to, like, little kids. Like, everybody that went touch it, like, Maxwell and some of his friends... And so everybody's like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, it's inside an UGG is what it feels like. It's great. And, like, you could, like, lamb's wool isn't expensive. Like, you could make lamb's wool mats for anything. Oh, I kind of <laughs> don't, don't threaten me with a good time. And, like, I don't like driving without shoes on, but, like, I'll make an exception it, I think, for the fact. I think in my van I might do that. Because with my van, my van's not going to forever be just, like, a beater. Like, if I'm going to do anything, it's going to be, like, a van culture, like, VIP style thing. Yes. I think if I'm going to go VIP build, I'm going to go VIP. Get yourself an umbrella. <laughs> I do Sawzall umbrellas. into the door. <laughs> Sawzall an umbrella into the door. That's for, I did not tell people about the umbrellas because I don't want them to get stolen. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. I'm sure it's fine, but anyway. I wonder if you can get a little chain for it. You probably could, but like it's one of those things. Like If you have to worry about it, then just don't do it. What's your thing about... like Because like, people have to be bringing phantoms and car shots and worrying about them. And so, well, the beauty is so you, can't just, have... you can't just pull on it either. So like if somebody like Jana's around there watching, yeah. like you're not going yeah, to get away with it. Yeah, you push out and pull. Right, but nobody knows that. Yeah. Well, now you just let everyone know. Yeah, everybody just... listens to this podcast all the time. We have more viewers than anybody. Well, and the, the, the way that, that they're put in, too, you, you, you don't know it's... Fell into a I'm... hole earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid horse. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> stupid horse. Bo- Bojack, Rogan. Um, <laughs> we'll be back with you guys as soon as possible. But yeah, hopefully you enjoyed the uh, interim infill episode. And we still uh, exist. We don't forget. Yep, stick with us. Your your Patreon dollars are going somewhere. Going to a new mezzanine. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> now they're going to the beer fridge that's in store. Oh no, I'm going to get another fridge out there for beer. So we're going to do it in a different location. Just remind me to bring my old Jamsel cooler with uh, ice block. I have, I have my old dorm fridge in the garage. We're good. Oh, perfect. There you go. Solved. All right. We will catch you guys soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.